When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Singer. Okay, that makes more sense now. And I had been looking at Wayne as I was talking to him and you when you came on, Lou. So last I looked, the weather report was on. Then I look up and there's this fucking tiki and there's this crocodile trading punches with this Asian guy and a cat dancing with a suitcase. I'm like, scary yeah, enough you saw me. Apparently the first guy to get unmasked, spoiler alert, whoever watches The Masked Singer, was my, Michael Rappaport. And uh, all I could say huh. is... Why even have him on? He sucks. <laughs> hey, man, they had to do something for him. All he has is fucking Floyd. That's it. Let's go. Hello, welcome to Red Sound Review. Welcome in. What's up, Greg? Good evening. Doing good. And before we start the show, we just want to say congratulations to Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports for getting the drum uh, thrown in Dream Theater. Okay. Why is that funny? I thought it was. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. It's because because the news today has been all about Mike Portnoy reclaiming the uh, the drum spot in Dream Theater again. So I thought I'd have fun with it and go. Oh, Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports, the guy that does the pizza reviews, and uh, no, some bad. people appreciated it. So bleh. nobody. Well, first of all. <laughs> I, I think Dream Theater pretty much sucks, and I had no idea he ever <laughs> left the band. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> this is why I don't like Greg. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. I mean, uh, it's pretty cool. I, yeah, I, well, you know what? You want to talk progressive? You fucking go listen know, to right. Metropolis. I'll take Coroners. R.I.P. It's a totally different band. But uh, it's cool to have uh, Mike Portnoy back in that band because Mike Mangini's, I mean, it had nothing to do with him. You know, the songs were just done by the rest of the band, but his drumming is just different. And the songs just weren't as good with him in the band. So I'm hoping Mike Portnoy goes back and and fixes some of the things that uh, I didn't like about the newer stuff. But we'll see. I know how to fix it. Get Kevin Moore back on keyboards. No, I think he sucks, too. Anything oh. did, did anything he do afterwards make any difference? <laughs> no. I like the Fate's Warning <laughs> album he did. Yeah. What did he do after that? Nothing. He did Turkish film soundtracks. Yeah, he's no now one. I as a Greek should hate that, but I don't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going against my stereotype. I don't What's know. Max talk- managing a Dairy Queen? <laughs> not the one by me, because that one is run like shit. So any other Dairy Queen, <laughs> I'd be fine. Just not the one on Hempstead Turnpike in Levittown. No, thank you. That happens, 40 but... minutes for a blizzard. Anyways, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> what are you at? Starbucks? Dairy. At least they give it to you quick. God damn. Uh, well, we're not talking about Dairy Queen. We're talking about Ozzy today. We're talking about Bark at the Moon and Ultimate Sin. Uh, yeah. Yay! <laughs> I mean, what do you want well, us to do? <laughs> I, I mean, well, no, he was, he was saying we're not talking about the Dairy Queen. And I was going to say, hey, I like both these albums, but it is kind of soft serve Ozzy. It is. It, it really is. Uh, Ooh, especially oh. Ultimate Sin. But I guess we'll get there. Um, is that what you were waiting for? <laughs> You're milking the cow on this one, aren't you, Wayne? Okay. I guess so. Um, so anyway, I, I mean, these two albums fail in comparison to the first two, by the way, because you, you had Randy Rhodes and, and Lee Kerslake on the drums and, and everything. And it's just that, that was a, you know, a great band. And who's the bass player? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Bob, Bob Daisley. Daisley. Bob Daisley. Thank you. Uh, but he's actually on, on Bark at the Moon, too, right? And ultimate yes. sin. And are we no, I don't think he is. 
No, he's not on Ultimates and just no. Bark at the Moon. Yeah, Phil Phil Susan. If oh, Phil Susan did play bass. Okay, because I know Daisley had some co-writing credits on it. Yeah, but um, you know, Bark at the Moon was a, a totally different monster. I mean, Jakey Lee's a great guitar player, but I don't think he's nowhere as good as Randy Rhodes. Obviously, to me. Well, it and it and it's not even really that because he has his own style. But I mean, even in Daisley's songwriting on this, you can clearly hear the difference between him working with a band of guys he was getting along with and there was a real good collaborative process going versus just getting paid to put a performance right. in. And you can hear it on Bark of the It's definitely what it sounds like, yeah. I think so. And um, I mean, there's quite a few great tracks on it. Like, the title track is amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, go ahead, Lou. I'm gonna, I gotta find my notes and I think I deleted them. <laughs> well, I was gonna let go Greg ahead. continue, but okay. Go ahead, Greg, go continue. No, Lou can go, and I'll, I'll chime in on different points because I didn't write notes. Um, <laughs> the only thing I just really want to touch up on is the Randy Rhodes, Jakey Lee comparison. Again, same situation that I would compare uh, Randy to Eddie. Two completely different guitar players. Um, Jakey Lee comes from a Tommy Bolin school where, you know, as as technically gifted as a player he is, Jakey Lee will be the first to tell you his is more guttural blues bass. And you could hear that in his uh, vibrato. You could hear that in his uh, you know, in, in the way he attacks the fretboard. Um, Jake is an original, in my opinion, like there's. I don't think there's many other players that play like him. There, there are a lot of players that wish they could do what he does. But Jakey Lee, like Randy Rhodes, like Eddie Van Halen, they left their trademark on their respective instrument. And you can hear that in the uh, in the songwriting and soloing on Bark of the Moon. You can hear that later on in Badlands. You could even hear that in Red Dragon Cartel. There's nobody out there who plays like Jake. Nobody, uh, you know, Whatever gift he has in his hands, his sound, his tone can't be replicated. And I think um, that Bark at the Moon as a whole, as an album, um, excels because it was Jake playing on it. Like, you know, could Randy have played these songs? It would have sounded completely different, but yeah. But, you know... As, as unfortunate as it was to lose Randy, Jake was in the right place at the right time, which ironically was the wrong place because he never got credited for any of the songs. If you notice, all credits for songwriting go to Ozzy Osbourne. Now I ask you, when you hear Ozzy speak, do you think he could coherently come up with some of these lyrics? Can he even play guitar? Ozzy? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. How about drums? He, he played no, a good he, harmonica on the wizard. <laughs> and and he can play piano a little bit too, but I think that's about it. But changes is not a complicated song. It just sounds neat. <laughs> I thought that was Iomi that played the piano on changes. I know I could be totally I wrong. Up, I knew he came up with it, but I could have sworn Ozzy actually played it on the album during the session. You might be right though. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Um, I, 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 you know what? I, I'd love the cover. I mean, th- he's just turned into a cartoon character now here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he's mm-hmm. got all this hair on him, make him look like teenage uh, the wolf. So and, uh... Frank Zappa did an album called The Man from Utopia in 1983 as well. And um, the lead off track is entitled Cocaine Decisions about the music business in the 80s. All you need to see is the cover of Bark at the Moon right there. <laughs> that werewolf have a good fucking time. Cocaine was a hell of a drug. Get, then he's gonna go get in his eye rock later and crank up UFO live. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty cool. I like how they made him into this werewolf thing and then made this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's cool. Was but, that Stan uh, Winston that did that makeup? I don't know. Yes. You can't ask me questions like yes, that. Yes, it was. Actually, that was directed to Greg because I know he would know. Yeah, I don't know. Useless. Yeah, yeah. No, I had to think for a minute, but yes, the music video. Yeah, Stan Winston. 
very good uh but it's a cool album you know i i do like obviously bark at the moon that's like you know that's an awesome song it's always on the radio and i love listening to it i can listen to it all the time just a very catchy song you're no different i think that's a really cool one too you know it kind of reminds me of something off the first two albums you know even though it's like it's a slow ballad type song now you see it now you don't i love that song Uh, rock and roll rebels really cool center of eternity gets kind of weird it's like he's like singing about outer space or something like i don't it's just kind of weird you guys like that song i loved it yeah eh, it's all right it's all right uh and then it goes back down again with the so tired i like it but i don't like it as much as um i uh, you're hate different. that song really Me too it is awful <laughs> i don't think it's that, that bad that song i i want to feed myself hemlock when i hear that song i don't think it's that terrible you're right. It's worse. Yes, Why do you think is. it's so bad? Why is it so bad? Um, It's just. I mean, look, I could deal with saccharine, sweet pop songs. I mean, for God's sakes, my daughter wants to hear Barbie Girl from the Moonies, the kid friendly version all the time. So I have a high tolerance for that. But uh, I don't know. I just hear this song and it's like. It, it makes me cry listening to it because I'm like, Ozzy, why would you do this to us? This is so <laughs> sad. Like, you know, I mean, if changes, I can listen to changes because if you, um, you know, uh, there, there was a uh, an R&B singer in the past five, 10 years that covered it. Kick ass song. And, you know, it only shows you the reason why Sabbath did a great version with that. I never want to hear this album is gladly I, I, I'm I'm proud I'm proud to have it on my iPhone, hmm. but so tired you'll never find it because I deleted yeah, that yeah. shit. <laughs> I'll you know it's it's not on my uh my my playlists, but I don't mind it. Um, slow down I don't care for and waiting for darkness. I think I like that one. I, I fucking I wrote all my my notes in my phone and they're gone. <laughs> I don't know what happened to them. Yeah, I um, of course have the Japanese one. Of course you do. OBI, which <laughs> comes with a bonus seven inch that has the same live version of Suicide Solution that's on the Mr. Crowley EP, and you said it all on it. I got a seven but, inch for you too. But it's yeah, not a record. Uh-huh. I said I got a seven inch for you, but it's not a record. Is that yeah, with okay. the magnifying glass and tweezers, Wayne? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's seven inches. I mean, that's pretty big. You don't need a magnifying. Oh, Greg's on fire. <laughs> Comes with temporary tattoos. Holy crap. Should put them on. Yeah, right. (laughs) Ruin the value of the out. Wow. You just pulled my inner nerve out. That was a bad one. (laughs) That's cool, though. I I like that. And is that like the original one? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it came with that back in the day. Wow. Yeah, it came, um a lot of a lot of the Japanese OBI presses in the eighties came with uh, bonus stuff, which actually, even though it's got nothing to do with Ozzy, it was from around the same time period. Um, I had Kiss Creatures of the Night, and the guy I still have it, but the guy I bought it from had the original over the counter giveaway they gave away with it, and it was a little Kiss mechanical pencil eraser mm-hmm. and a ruler, and I was like. But yeah, I don't understand why they would give out something like this with a Kiss record. And she was explaining how, depending on the band in Japan, like uh, Kiss was a big high school band over there. So they would aim the giveaway at teenagers. So there's different things with different ones, depending on who it was aimed at. Right. Yeah, I can kind of get it. It's weird, though. Very weird. So did Ingvay Records come with donuts over there then? Whose records? Angvays. <laughs> oh, I had to. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> one one box that I bought um, came with a toothbrush. Huh. <laughs> Let me and, guess. And I had sex on the pistols. Show. No, no, no. It was Iron Savior. Actually, we talked about it on the show. And he just like I don't know. Just toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> um, random. Thing, yeah, it is random. But one thing that really did kind of bother me on this album. It sounds like shit. Yes, it has yeah. that. You know, horrible it sounds like they put wet, a yeah, yeah. That horrible wet '80s drum sound and that flat production that just sounds like there's a uh, a fog over everything. Yeah, and it's weird because the first two albums, I mean, yeah, they sound like that, like they what you would expect them to sound in that that period of time, but they sounded good. You know, they sound really 
They sound no, better than this album. <laughs> you know, it's weird. They sound way better than this album. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude, so tired. Even the melody is irritating, man. No, okay. Aaron, cook that headlock for me. <laughs> it sounds like a an Oriental, uh, um, like you know, song can't say that word. <laughs> it's but Asian, wanna... Asian Oriental. Who cares? They're not Whatever. watching the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to go back and do something like that, though? You, you, you at least got to try and do it decently. I mean, come on, Daisley. I'm looking in your direction on this one because I know you had something to do with it. But Alice Cooper, you and me, that's how you do some shit like that. You don't do so tired. Yeah. That's, you I, know, that I, is I, funny. You mentioned Alice Cooper. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, Wayne, think about it this way. You're listening to 106.7 Light FM, and then So Tired begins. Then that that is the death toll for Aussie fans. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, but I've heard some Alice Cooper songs that have been on, like, the, you know, the, the lighter stations. That that song. Well, um you and me, yes, it was yeah, a yeah, synopsis yeah, yeah. ballad. That's what yeah. I'm saying, though. You yeah. want to do it, at least do it good. Yeah, but I say I love that. I, I'm like, oh my god, it's Alice Cooper's on this station. That's awesome. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't mind. Well, I wouldn't mind either because that's a great song. But so tired sucks. Is yeah. what I'm Maybe like, a seven angel could cover it and then we'll make it better. You know, I will never touch that song <laughs> with a twenty foot pole. Fuck you, no way. <laughs> Come on, no. But, uh, you know. Like some of this too, where it's just kind of middle of the road filler. Like I, I like the ultimate sin better than this one for me. Bark at the moon is the most disappointing out of the first four, but but um, it goes to show how strong Jake is as a guitar player because he keeps you engaged throughout it. But mm. center of eternity is pretty eh. Rock and roll rebel sounds cool, has its cool parts, but outside of his guitar playing, it's not really that interesting of a song it's just kind of there um waiting for darkness is the same way yeah. uh, and i love now you see it now you don't though that's real cool with how they put the keyboards in there you're you're no different as eh, it's there yeah and that's, that's also too like with the drums it's like they're just kind of like lifeless you know there's... oh i love spiders oh wait that's right spiders is only on the uh european version of it i didn't hear that song well, it, we it got is... uh we got slow down which i like although that that is for sure the most different sounding song on here that's yeah. that's actually probably the first instance of the la sound on here and uh don't take this the wrong way because I like this band too. But again, you, you take Jake's guitar out of it and just use kind of your basic everyday. Yeah, you shove Brad Gillis in there and you get a lover boy song. I mean, it, it's really that different from the rest of the record, though. It's still <laughs> good, but it just kind of comes out of fucking nowhere. Right. Yeah. It is a power pop song for all intents and purposes. Let's, uh, you know, oh, yeah. let's, let's admit that. Um, but go ahead, Greg, continue. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of uneven to me. I mean, there's nothing on it. I'd skip aside from so tired, just because I think that truly is an awful tune. And I do, well, I always love it, especially cause, well, I bought them in order, you know, the first three. So I still got this one relatively young, had seen the video for Bark at the Moon, loved it. And Jake's guitar playing is just um, great on it, but it's just not that strong songwriting wise. And a lot of it, I'm sure, is what they were going through, you know, after Randy's death and all that, and just kind of everyone being an, an employee at this mm -hmm. point. I'm not saying Jake didn't give it his all with what he wrote. He probably did, but it's not Ozzy's best batch of songs. It's still good, but it's not electric like the first two. Well, Ozzy was highly under the influence on this album. And the reason why I think Sharon wanted to push crediting Ozzy for songwriting and co-production along with Bob Daisley and Max Norman was as a way to provide some kind of like a uh, fail safe, a safety net uh, to make mm -hmm. him look good in the eyes of people that are like, my God, he's coked out of his head. I mean, <laughs> that, that's what I'm thinking. And um, 
the the 2012 remaster though has uh spiders or spiders in the night i guess depending on wherever it was released and one of the b-side both of them are on that reissue um i I despise that reissue um because upon listening to it the mix is horrible and i feel like jake uh has been kind of drowned out in certain areas um yeah you could kind of hear it like if you took the original 1983 release and then you took this one which is the one that i have now i this is the only one that i could find that was affordable because that, that first pressing of, of Mark of the Moon, the 1983 one, and whenever it was published to CD, I don't think it was published to CD in 1983 then, but I know my, my eldest brother, Tony, still has the cassette. Um, that one just sounds better. This one is the, the 1995 remaster. It's pretty good. You know, it, 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 it you know, you, you could tell that they, they tried to raise the EQ uh, a couple of things here and there. But st- but still pretty good, and still far superior to the 2012 one, where I just feel like you know Jake was just kind of like brushed under the rug, which uh, I'm sorry is insulting. It's like all right, Sharon, could you have dug your freaking stiletto heel into his nutsack any more than you already did when you forced him to sign a contract relinquishing all of his songwriting rights? Hmm. Bitch. Anyways, I'm sorry. I had to get that <laughs> out there. <laughs> Yeah, this is the reason this album is the reason why I more than any other reason, aside from trying to 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 milk the corpse, the 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 walking corpse that is Ozzy Osbourne. This album is the reason why I despise Sharon Osbourne and Sharon. um, If you have a problem with what I'm saying, come at me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, she's in the chat, actually. Um, She she knows where you live. He lives. uh, Yeah, I'll give you his address. I'll, I'll give you the address. <laughs> <laughs> you leave that poor woman alone. She's been through a lot. Yeah, not enough. Anyways. <laughs> Anybody else got anything to say about uh, uh, Market Boom? Any uh, last words? Um, Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. Unpopular opinion over here. Waiting for Darkness is my favorite song on the album. Interesting. Huh, interesting. Um, interesting. You know, again, when... when uh, when when I first heard this album, again when I was four years old, my brothers uh, stayed up to watch in concert on ABC, and they actually showed three performances from the Bark of the Moon tour at Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I don't know, um, Rock and Roll Rebel and Flying High again. So that was the first time I ever saw Ozzy in a performance medium. So you know, I, I guess there's a reason why I'm. Um, I don't want to say attached to Jakey Lee, but why I'm uh, biased towards him because I guess he was the first person that I saw mm. play with Ozzy, and um, just taken away by the fact that he was playing like this this white strat and making it sound like, like doing these crazy things on it, and without a tremolo bridge. I mean, really innovative stuff. And um, heard the cassette, um, you know. Looking back on it, I get, <laughs> you know, I wanted to say that I thought the sequencing was odd because to have You're No Different as the second track, I was like, that's kind mm-hmm. of an odd segue after Parker the Moon. But then I asked myself, well, what could they have replaced it with? Mm-hmm. And I truly don't think they could have, you know, replaced it with anything else. So, you know, it's one of those things where I was like, okay, I'll allow it. Um, again, so tired, my least favorite song on the album. Um, I love the song Slow Down because to me, it, it, the way that the song um, moves to me is very reminiscent of SATO off Diary of a Madman. And, yeah. you know, and, and I love Power Pop. I'm not going to lie. I love Cheap Trick. I just hate the know? lyrics on that song. They're so stupid. It's very sing songy, yeah. kitty. I get that. Right. It's like a five year old wrote the lyrics. It's weird. Yes, and I was just thinking about that today. But I mean, I, I still, I still like it. I, I can't, I can't explain it. I know. <laughs> I remember when Ralph Vieira did his uh, review of Bark at the Moon, and he did that thing where it's just him sleeping in his, uh, in, in, in his bed. <laughs> Isn't that, that the whole was album? His, 
No, no, just for that one song. Oh, that song. <laughs> but uh, Waiting for Darkness, I mean, I remember as a kid, I was like, wow. Like, to start with the song Bark at the Moon and to end with that song, mm. that's like the perfect two slices of bread on a good sandwich. Yeah. And So Tired is the really bad piece of mushroom slice that they throw in there <laughs> thinking can we get away with it no throw that shit take out there anyways but uh even even that's too nice for that song that's like somebody fucking hiding a, a piece of pimento loaf in your reuben all right how about this someone put the shit in your sandwich and that's so tired okay that's what it is they pick yeah. it up out okay. of the bowl and put it in there i don't think it's but, that I love it's really bad, Wayne, but I love Waiting for Darkness. My favorite. I, I mean, song they, on the I album. don't think they should have put two two uh, ballads on an album. You know, it's not that long to begin with, and then to put two ballads on there, kind of like why? One reason why song on there. I know, but did he make any money from it? No. What do you mean? No, that was like one of the biggest tours of that year. No, I mean that song. Well, no, I. Yeah, I don't that, that, see it on many playlists or anything like no, that. No, not at all. No, I mean, they released So Tired as a single, but it didn't do anywhere near as good as Bark of the Moon did. No. The video was kind of funny because it, it showed Ozzy's humorous side, which you'd see later on in future videos. But um, I didn't even know they made a video for it. To watch they it. Actually, it was a video where uh, he had an accident on set. There was a scene where uh, a mirror was broken and some of the shards from the mirror actually cut into his throat a little bit. So he had to get rushed to the hospital. Oh, wow. um, very <laughs> sad. I mean, you know, I'm glad we didn't lose him. Yeah. But um, what were you thinking? I mean, it's... <laughs> I have to watch it. But um, who I directed like... that movie, uh, that music video? Alec Baldwin? I mean, God, anyway. <laughs> Too soon? No, we got plenty. We we're good on that one. Um, All right, good, thank you. But, but I I do like the album. I think the album's good. But I think it's it's the last good album for this period, anyway. You know. Ooh, yeah. Because Ultimate Sin, I don't think is as good. I've tried. I, I there was at one point because we did review this album a couple years ago with a couple old uh, co-hosts that we had here. It was way before you. It's BL before Lou, um, and uh, I I did like the album. And I still kind of do, but it's just, it has nothing. And well, the guy's got to show off in Japanese. Obi, oh, I just threw it away. Dear <laughs> Claire Wayne, hey, there's no action in the chat. Come on, people, put stuff there in. There's nothing. Nothing. Usually there's people here. Surprise. Come on, Colin Madden. I know you're watching. Catman. Catman, uh, do put it in there. Come on. Yeah. But anyway, while he's, while he's pulling it out, um, more stickers or is that tattoos? Stickers. stickers. Oh, yeah. Really cool. Yes, very nice. Cool. This is why you got to watch the YouTube channel because you can see uh, things that Greg pull out of uh, albums. Yeah. Hey, oh. you pull a rabbit out of my head, Rocky. <laughs> Anybody want to see my unit? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I go from one like not liking this album and then kind of like the album and then listening to it again. Uh, the last few days, I'm like, ah, there's just the only good song on this whole entire thing is uh, Shot in the Dark. I mean, it's like they, they left. It's just all filler songs. The only and they left a, good the song. Only good song to me. I, there's okay. there's some songs that are OK. I can I can listen to them, but they're not like this. There's, there's no Bark at the Moon on here. There's no um, uh, there's, there's no like crazy train thing on here. There's, there's nothing like catchy. The, the lyrics are again are just like just dumb, you know. The, the choruses don't go anywhere. They're just you're just waiting for like, you know, with the other albums you could you could sing a chorus, you could like hum a chorus. There's some kind of melody thing going on. This one is just words. In every single song except for "Shot in the Dark," where it's got some kind of melody thing going on, and it's just a it's a it's a great song, catchy song. None of the other songs. It's just like they're just there. I I highly disagree. I mean, I know it, you do. You like this album, especially in the chorus. I mean, the secret loser. You follow along with that riff. That, like that one's okay, but uh, what else we got here? Lightning strikes. Eh, killer of giants. No, thank God for the bomb. That's that. Of course, is fucking annoying. Well, and the way you sing it, it yeah. hang on, hang on, hang on, it's like 
<laughs> fucking annoying. <laughs> Come on. Anuka, Anuka. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. You like this shit. Yeah, I like it. Well, first of all, um, not only does Randy, or not Randy, whoops, uh, Jake get to, what I was going to say was, I kind of feel like this was Jake's moment, like Randy's was on Diary of a Madman, because not only does he have more of a presence on here than he does on Bark at the Moon, but um, he gets a little bit more room to stretch out and show off the bluesier style to that. There, He's got a lot of forceful but melodic stuff on here. And I think for the most part, it works well with the songs. Now, like I was saying before we started, this is definitely Ozzy Goes to L.A. There's no question about it. And even though I like this one better Bark at, than Bark at the Moon, and I still think they're both good albums, but... Some of these songs go a weird fucking way at certain points, generally on the choruses where it's just weird. And Lightning Strikes is one of the best examples. You know, it starts off great. He gets them chords going, that great melody with it, and it's rocking along. And then it gets to the chorus, and it's like Van Halen 1 turned into 5150. All in the same song, and it's just... It's odd the way it transitions back and forth. And, but I mean, you do have songs like Never, where it's just kind of there. That song never really goes anywhere outside of the guitar. But I mean, you got Secret Loser, which is just awesome all the way around, I think. Um, The Ultimate Sin. And I like Never Know Why. The lyrics are stupid. And it's another oh, we rock song, and I thought that was getting old with Rock and Roll Rebel, even though I really liked that too. That one's good. I can deal with that one. But <laughs> for me, on both of them, it's it's about Jake's guitar playing, because the lyrics aren't really all that interesting, and Ozzy kind of yeah, strange when he sings Never Know Why. Hmm. I don't know. It comes off kind of weird, but I really like that song. Hmm. And then... Yeah, fuck. musically, it's a step up from Bark at the Moon. But the, the lyrics are just god-awful. Oh, I love Fool Like You. That one, I think the lyrics are pretty good, too, as well. And that's got a really... Yeah, that, I just love his guitar on every song on this album. I mean, the, the big dud on here, I feel like, is Killer of Giants. You know, I, I, I had enough of Ozzy's ballads by the time we got to Bark at the Moon. I mean... This is okay. I don't quite know if it's maybe too long or just like, I like it enough to not skip it, but it's awkward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's, I feel like a lot of these songs and ultimate sin too. I do like that song. I forgot, but, um, Oh man, that, that song just smokes. I mean, it does the intro with the drums and it's just, yeah, it's a really great song. Um, and shot in the dark, you know, that that is just a perfect tune. And yeah, radio tune, but so what? Because it's, yeah. it's done great and it's done with taste. Like seriously, you take Jake's uniqueness off of it and get Lou Graham to sing it. That could be a total foreigner song. That could have been on Agent Provocateur. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. and it would have been well, I can't say it would have been just as great because Jake wouldn't have been on it, but it still would have been on the charts. Hmm. What about you, Lou? Um, I love this album. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, I, rem- I remember when uh, my brothers bought the cassette in '86. This was on the car stereo every time, every freaking time. And I think the reason why I love it is just because it's so ingrained in that moment of time for me, where you know I was driving with them in their Camaros, and this is before. Kids had to be in car seats, you know what I mean? So it was very freeing. And, um, you know, and, and again, the reason why I love this album so much is because of Jake's guitar playing. But I really have to give it to Randy Castillo and say that he is probably one of the drummers out there who had a great groove about him. I mean, I, I, I love this playing. Um, was it, you know, 
Was it a Neil Peart level? No, but his drumming really fit the song, fit the sound. And, you know, and, and as much as I love uh, Lee Kerslake's playing on the first two Ozzy albums and I love Tommy Aldridge, um, I just felt like with Randy, um, Ozzy had that drummer that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that could lock in with him and every basis that he played with, whether it was Daisley or Phil Susan or Geezer Butler or Mike Inez, Inez, I, the guy in Allison Chains, he locked in with them very well. Um, and, and yes, to, to agree to the point, this is the most LA Ozzy's ever sounded considering that's where Randy was from. And that's where, um, Jake was from. And I think Phil, was an LA transplant from the UK at the time. Um, now, uh, to go through all the songs, I mean, I'll tell you right now: the opening track, the title track, "Ultimate Sin," love it. "Secret Loser," um, you know, love that as a kid. Um, of course, is really repetitive, um, but you know, when you watch it in the context of a film like *The Wraith*, which is the best Charlie Sheen film that ever came out. The only one worth watching and Hot Shots part one and part two. Uh, but, uh, you know, hearing Secret Loser during a car chase scene. And that was pretty cool. Uh, never know why. Um, it's dumb, but I like it. I mean, you know, I I would take this entire album. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I, I think of Dio, but it's better. <laughs> well no I, you know what it is it's like it, 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 the lyrics are dumb like you know who he's trying to reach out to yeah. you know he's trying to reach like that 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 rat poison base but it's better in my opinion than most of those albums that came out from that era um and that's because he had a band of killer musicians jake especially being one of them um thank god for the bomb <laughs> You know, the chorus is annoying, but, you know, I do think it's a killer riff. Um, Never. um, I like it. And, you know, I'm a sucker for melody and I'll be the first to admit it. Uh, Lightning Strikes. um, Another fun song. And I did draw this parallel with um, Dawkins Under Lock and Key because there's a song on there called Lightning Strikes again. Mm. And. You know, both songs are played at the F, you know, around where the F sharp is on the guitar neck. And they're almost very similar. Of course, they're played at a different pace. You know, uh, Lightning Strikes Again by Dawkins a little faster. But I'm just like, wait a minute. I'm just like, wait a minute. It's the same riff. Almost just played faster. So I'm wondering if I'm wondering if George and Jake were in the same spot when they wrote that. And it also kind of sounds like ain't talking about love. Yes, it does. And then the chorus sounds like dreams and it really upsets me, even though I still like. (laughs) Um, I love killer of giants and especially because of the intro guitar. Um, I, I know many guitar players who like will fuck around with that, you know, just be like, you know, who could do it better? Who could do it better? You know, so it's like mm. it's it's always between that and uh, the acoustic intro to Diary of a Madman. Um, love it. I think it's, you know, pretty epic. And it was I remember at, at six years old, it was the first song that ever made me, you know, question what the Cold War was. How could you do that to a six year old? Anyways, um, <laughs> Fool Like You, uh, a dumb song, but I like it. You know, it's it's probably the one song on the album that I could take or leave. But you really, know, I mean, it's it doesn't really I, do nothing for me. It's, you know, it's some of his best riffs on the album to me. That's that's fine. I'm not knocking what it means to you. It's just from it just it it, it didn't do for me what it did for you. But I respect what it did for you. Um, And shot in the dark. OK. You can't deny that this song is his most popular on the t- on the entire album. Um, I sure as hell don't. But what I was going to mention is that Phil wrote this song back in 1983 when he was a member of the band Wildlife. Hmm. In fact, the song is called Shot in the Dark, and it's the same damn riff. Really? Yes. Wow. So there was a huge lawsuit 
over this song for the potentiality of back paid royalties, which is why Ozzy stopped including it in his set list after 92 and why for the longest time Ultimate Sin was not in circulation. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, Royal Orphan said lose guitar Greek guitar geek power is legend. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. No, ultra. <laughs> okay, okay. Hold, hold on a second. Talk amongst yourselves, guys. All right, all right. And he actually, and he says he actually loves Ultimate Sin. I second that. I hit it hit me at a certain time in my life and stays with me. Um, and JP Borden says the problem you always have with both albums was there's too many keyboards. What do you feel about the keyboards, Greg? They don't bother me. I like keyboards, so um, they're overused. They, mm. There are, for the most part, they use them pretty well. But there are certain songs where they pop up where it's really not needed all that much. And um, Waiting for Darkness is one of those, actually, from Bark at the Moon. I really don't feel it needing them. I I think Jake could say everything that needed to be said with the guitar on that one. Hmm. I I like how they, uh, they flow in there. I don't know. Keyboards don't bother me unless it's like something overly done. It just doesn't need to be there. But I just it's just eighties and that's just. Oh yeah, like on slow down. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Lou? Uh, The keyboards bothered JP Borden. What do you think about the keyboards in both of these albums? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you, Royal Orphan. I'm glad you think that my guitar geek power is legend. Um, (laughs) um, Keyboards don't bother me, but on certain songs, um, yeah, rather rather annoying and yes if you can't hear that's my five-year-old daughter crying in the background (laughs) um (laughs) she she's battling the sniffles and she's refusing to take her mucinex so unfortunately i'm gonna have to gracefully bow out of the rest of this episode and uh leave it to my two uh comrades in crime the ever awesome greg noggle and wayne and uh But uh, no, the keys don't bother me. And, um, you know, they work where they work and where they don't. Well, I'll just try to push my head to the speaker to hear Jake's guitar a little bit more. (laughs) But uh, I love both albums. Um, This is the end of, you know, classic era Ozzy for me. So Hmm. on to next week when we discuss the next two. But for me, I bid you all good night. Give us your ratings real quick. Yeah, which one oh, do you like better? Of the two? Yeah. I mean, Waiting for Darkness is one of my favorite Ozzy songs, but I'm going to give it to Ultimate Sin. Just be- I, on principle, because I felt like Jake got a better deal out of this one. Yeah. All right. Can, and with that... You can actually hear him on this album. Yes. <laughs> and with that, I say, Demoni and good night. All right. Good night. Goodbye. Uh... <laughs> J, J.K. Baca, Keys Don't Bug Him at All. And uh, he also says these are the last two full Ozzy albums that he likes. I tend to agree with him there. Really? I can go for another uh, two more albums and then after that it gets spotty for me. Everything after, every album after this has a bunch of stuff I don't like on it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's production. Some of it is just the fact that Okay, I can respect who Ozzy is and all that type of shit and, you know, who he had writing for him and different things like that. But with the advent of the CD era, there were many bands that were putting way too many songs on an album that shouldn't have been that really drags it out. And Ozzy was one of the worst offenders in that respect. Oh, yeah. I think so. Way too much filler. And even like we were talking earlier about uh, Kiss Hot in the Shade, there's like, what, 15 songs on there? It's like stop. Oh, just wait. <laughs> stop. Actually, you, you know that that's another good example, though. Like it was funny because the one guy I still have to comment back to him and said, "Oh, I love it in spite of his flaws." And I was going to say, you know, honestly, even though it's the worst one for sure, it's not like the most unlistenable thing in the world. Well, except for "Read My Body." Holy hell, that was like they were <laughs> trying to suck. Like, who writes a song this bad? But, you know, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but that that is a good example of, you know, a couple of overdubs would have really helped a lot of shit on there. But yeah, 15 songs, it's just too long, especially when you get 
Anytime you get more than three tracks out of Gene Simmons, you're in trouble because they <laughs> very repetitive, very quickly. Oh yeah, definitely. So, but if anybody wants to go check out uh, the writings that Greg's doing on uh, Kiss albums, it's on our uh, YouTube, not YouTube, uh, Facebook page. So, Rat Salary Review, uh, Facebook.com/slash Rat Review. You can go on there and comment under there. Uh, you just did the Hot in the Shade, and then you did all the uh, solo albums. So, yeah. Uh, the number 19, the second worst, will be coming up on Friday. Wow. All right. Sounds good. All right. So what out of these two albums, which one was your favorite? I think we already know this answer. Ultimate Sin. Yeah. But uh, seriously, if we're talking numerical rating-wise, I'd rate them both the same. I'd give them both a 7 out of 10 because they both have their strengths and they both have their flaws. And as much as I like Ultimate Sin, now I wasn't as young as Lou when I first heard it, but it was the only Ozzy album I had on cassette. So like the summer I was 17 in my car is one of the things I used to listen to a lot. So love it for those reasons. But um, also, in, in a way, Randy Castillo and Jakey e. Lee, they worked together like Adrian and Nico did on Somewhere in Time. And it's one of those albums where it's a little bit more suited to how these guys play and they're perfectly in step with each other and they get to stretch out a little bit more and do things that are more interesting. I mean, you know, rock and roll rebel is a good song on bark at the moon where Jake and the drummer, God, I cannot for the life of me remember who played drums on that right now. Um, I got the record right here. It was Tommy Aldridge. Tommy Aldridge, you know, he, he sounds good. He plays great on it, but um, he's not quite as attuned to what Jake's doing as Randy yeah. is on Ultimate Sin. And yeah, he's too laid back. Like Jake's kind of wild and he, the drummer is like, he's just too laid back with uh, Jake. He needs to be more like, yeah. like what Lee was with, with Randy Rhodes. Perfect. You know, yep. that's what he definitely and, needed. And that's why stuff like, you know, secret loser i think is so great he's really matching his speed and his tone and going along with it and i mean lyrically i was a drug addict so you know i feel what he's saying there and the repetitiveness definitely echoes the repetitiveness of addiction but anyway it's it's not like he's saying anything amazing there you know same thing with you're no different i and i suppose a lot of people commenting on it might be you know you're just you're average heavy metal fans you know there's plenty of people out there that don't get in a whole lot of shit or the whole wider world where oh my god he's singing something i feel so much because i'm a metal fan well yeah just about everybody's done that song like that and it's usually better even though it does sound cool on there but trust me it's it's not amazing lyric bob daisley (laughs) did his job but you know it's like i said it was like well he was showing up for a paycheck and right. i think it kind of shows i mean not that he writes bad or botches anything it just doesn't have the life of the first couple yeah not at all uh roy orphan says lightning strikes is the crazy train riff with the notes in different order and he doesn't give a f because it kicks ass and jay baka i would pick bark at the moon even though it has so tired on it i could get i could never get into that tune interesting yeah you I might guess I'm, the, I'm the only one i don't love it i don't think it's terrible though but you know it's not terrible it's it's okay well that's why you love dream theater and i love Voivod. i guess i guess that would be why um but i'm gonna go with bark on the boon i think it's a it's a good album i think it's uh got better songs catchier songs merciful merciful fate um, I was way more into Mark of the Moon than the Ultimate Sin. Oh, that was another thing too, and I didn't realize because Lou just mentioned that Ultimate Sin kind of was like out of print for a while because of the whole thing that was going on. Oh yeah, uh, and it, it so that's why I guess because that was Ultimate Sin was the last album I got into around probably around ninety ninety two ninety three ish or whatever because mm-hmm. it took me forever to find it, you know. Yeah. So. So I, it was like the last one I heard. So that's why, like listening to it, it, I don't, I can't really get into it as much as I do with the other albums because I heard it last, and it just doesn't flow as well as the other ones do to me. You know, I heard good ones, and then I have to hear that one. You know, it's just it's a, it's a letdown album for me. 
that's how I feel about the next one. Really? Okay. I can't wait till we talk about that because uh, like I, I mentioned, I think it was last week. So many people in my school love that album. To this day, they still love it too. I like it. A lot of people do. I just, I, I don't get it. I don't know. No, can't wait to talk about that. But uh, thanks for everybody joining in the chat. You're all late, by the way. We start at 8 o'clock. Even though we were a little late today. But we start around 8. Nine. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad you just joined anyway. You can always go back and watch the show. Uh, Murphy Full Fate. Ultimate Sin had a better album cover, though. Nice cartoon. But yes, it is a nice cartoon. Although I think that's Sharon. That, that's, I think that's Sharon's butt. So you just said Sharon's butt looks nice. Dude, that chick is way too hot to be that evil elf. Well, well, because that's Ozzy. And I just think that's Sharon because, you know, he would put Sharon on the album cover. Why would he want, why would Sharon want him to be with another woman on the album cover? Think about it. She, she doesn't care as long as it's making money. Come on, let's be realistic. Uh, yeah, you could be right. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. You guys can join whenever you want. This show is always on YouTube. You don't have to apologize. You're late. It's fine. Always come in here and, and you can always watch the show. But uh, we appreciate you coming and joining us either yes, way. Yeah. So uh, anybody new, please just make sure you subscribe to the show. Uh, we're also on uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Amazon as a podcast. So uh, hit subscribe to that as well. And uh, RatsOutReview.com. And we'll be back next week with, what is the name of the album next week? No um, Rest for Wicked. No Rest for the Wicked and uh, No More Tears. Yep. So that um, was actually the first one I had on CD, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Yep, it was good stuff. Which kind of blew my mind after hearing the first three, and then uh, this is really good. Not that I disliked it, I was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I not loved what it back I was then. Expecting. Yeah, well, that's what I started listening to. So but uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that next week. So join us next week and we will see you then. All right, everybody. Bye bye. Oh, one more thing before I forget. November 10th. Well, it should be November 10th. I well, things could change. Uh, I will. Red Sound Review will be on a radio station, uh, freeworld.fm. You can go to freeworld.fm right now, hit subscribe, and uh, they'll give you information when all the shows start. But there's going to be tons of shows, not a lot of music stuff. It's going to be a lot of talk stuff, but I'm going to have a music show. Maybe have some interviews. I don't know. We'll have to see how things work. <clears throat> but it'll be after this show, it'll be from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock at night. Uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Eastern. <coughs> Excuse me. 10 o'clock PM Eastern, Wednesday nights after this show. So um, go to free, freeworld.fm. I can't talk anymore. <coughs> God damn it. I listened to the whole show. <sighs> Forgive me. I've been sick. Freeworld.fm, ratsoutreview.com. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> or Wayne starts coughing.